and this is episode 9 of Gary's Gaming Podcast on Sunday the 24th of February 2013. Sunday obviously isn't Monday because I've decided to yet again change the scheduling. Um, but I thought to myself the other day um, that if I do it on a on a on the weekend or on a Friday, Friday, Saturday or a Sunday, it sort of makes more sense because you are like I'll be discussing the gaming news of the past week. But if I do it on a Monday, it don't, sort of don't make much sense because obviously it's the start of a new week, therefore start of a new bunch of gaming news. So the gaming news will be old. Obviously, you can probably tell I've still got my cold and I still don't sound the best, but I wouldn't leave you lot in the lurch. So, I yes, I still have to clear my nose and I still sound really bad, but I'm going to have to live with that, really, aren't I? So, we're going to talk about the RGN job cuts first. Basically, I'm, I've got a, I've got a, the article that I wrote about it on the website, garysgamerpodcast.wordpress.com. Um... I'm also po- uh, pasted, pasted the actual letter from the IGM website that Vivek Shah, the head of uh, the head of uh, the media company that owned IGN, Ziff Davis, wrote to the employees. Right, here we go. Right. Excuse me. Right. Today, we took some difficult but important decisions that will ensure the continued growth and health of IGN and Aspen. Before I go into any more details about the changes, you should know that they resulted in the elimination of jobs at IGN. It's always upsetting to say goodbye to colleagues and let's do what we can to help these employees as they seek new opportunities. It's also important for you to know that we are absolutely confident that we now have the best structure and team to successfully move the company forward and that there are no further planned reductions. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Right. The changes are made today... The changes we make today are designed to allow us to simplify and focus. Our goal is to do fewer things and to do them exceptionally well. In that vein, we want to direct all our energy and work behind our two flagship brands, IGN and Arthmen. They are both category killers and share a vision of multi-screen PC, tablets, smartphones and TV, and multi-format, text, photos and video world. As a result of our decision to focus on our core brands, we are... One, winding down oneup.com and yugioh.command, two, uh, and gamespy.com, two, no longer addressing third party sites such as gamestop.com and familyguide.com, three, actively engaged with parties interested in acquiring IPL. IGN's role going forward will be to broadcast and cover a variety of esports events. Right, who we go? Well, that's as far as I'm going to go because the letter's really long and it basically tells you the order. All the jobs that, all the other jobs that have been without. But when I first read that, I literally almost cried because from that letter, oh god, from that letter, the message, the message I'm actually getting is that IGM will no longer cover games, and that is real pain in the neck because IGM is usually where I go to get my reviews. Granted, there's been a lot of. Um, given to IGN recently about how reliable their reviews actually are but as long as they're reliable for me I don't really care I go by what it says it, some people say like oh IGN gave it a 10 so probably an 8.5 but some people probably think my reviews are a bit too high scored 
I'm not biased. I'm just giving my opinion, same as IGN. IGN are giving their opinion. You don't have to agree with it. You don't. But there's no need to rant at them about it. You know what I mean? And by doing that, you probably lost some loads of money, to be honest, because loads of people don't want to go to their website and click on their ads, which is therefore losing the money. Because every time they click on an ad on their website, IGN get commission for it. I know we're all in. I know we're all in a recession at the moment, but can't really be helped. And along with all the I and along with Ziff Davis, I do wish IGL all the IGL employees that have been dropped uh, uh, best wishes in their future uh, postings, future jobs. Right, that's gaming cut of the week. There was also cuts at EA, so let me just load up that article for EA as well, if it will let me. Come on, there we go. Come on, come on, come on. This is really slow at the moment, which is starting to really wind me up, if I'm honest. Here it comes. I'm actually recording this episode, podcast recorder, because I just recorded it with Audacity noise again. And I also found that, that that is because of Audacity. I don't know what's wrong with it, but I will be importing it. I will be like putting it into Audacity and editing it and stuff like that. So don't worry, you'll still get the theme chin live back. Onto the article before I get really sidetracked. Dave has laid off staff in Los Angeles, Montreal. In a post on, IG, on, on a post on EA's official site, EA labels President Frank something. I can't something beginning with a G. I can't pronounce his name. Discussed yesterday's announcement on the PlayStation 4, and that just as the industry is transforming, so is EA. Thousands of our existing employees have been retained and redeployed to work on the new platforms and initiatives. But when it is not possible to redeploy a team, we soften tough decisions with assistance. This week we let some people in Los Angeles go, Montreal as well, as in some small locations, as well as some small locations, sorry. These are good people and we have offered outplacement services and severance packages to ease their transition into a new job. Console transitions are a complex and challenging experience. I've helped navigate several and agree with an old saying that we have at EA. Transition is our friend, and the trend, all the trend lines are converging to reward the creative and financial investments we have made in mobile and console technology. We have never been ready, more ready or more excited about what comes next. Specifics haven't been revealed through Kotaku, no Kotaku reports that Army of Two, the Devil's cartel developer, Visceral, Mon- yeah, Visceral Montreal have been shut down. An EA spokesperson gave to the outlet the following statement. Today, EA internally announced some adjustments to select development teams to, to align staff and skills against priority growth areas, including new technologies and mobile. Many employees are being retrained for new positions, however, a small number will be released. These are great talented people and we wish them well. EA is growing globally and we expect our headcount to increase this year. So basically, what they've got and done, they've got to sack some employees so they can bring more employees in. What's the point? There isn't a point. They, they're just sacking people for the fun of it, in my opinion. And it is, it is just my opinion. And I'm not slagging off EA because they are great developers and things like that, but I know that. A lot of people know that, but why sack employees to bring to bring more employees in? There isn't any point, really, if you think about it. 
use bloody common sense, which company clearly haven't, for fuck's sake. Uh, right. And as for IGN job cuts, they'll all be missed, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't really bother me. Kevin McDonald hasn't been sacked, so it doesn't bother me. He's a fantastic writer, by the way. Fantastic writer. Actually, he's actually quite funny on Twitter as well. I'll provide a link to her, to her Twitter account as well. Uh, in the show notes, go to Gary's Gamer Podcast at wordpress.com forward slash nine for the show notes. I tell you, I'm, this is the longest cold I've ever had. It literally laughing in my face. It literally refuses to leave. Refuses to leave. It won't. We won't go away, and it's making me very depressed and miserable. But this podcast is keeping me going. Thank God. Right. The next article is uh, about Star Wars. Believe it or not, if you if you're interested in Star Wars and all that, and you uh, if you you've got a dream of being able to play and things like that. But um, America, or you want to pay out to fly to San Francisco if you're not in America, or you know where near San Francisco. Uh, there's actually a, there's actually a lightsaber school open in San Francisco called Golden Gate Knights. So, here's another IGN article that I'm going to read out for you. For more Star Wars fans, for many Star Wars fans, it's been a lifelong dream to wield a lightsaber and master the control of a more civilised age. Now, thanks to one determined fan, you can make those dreams a reality. Alan Bloch, a 32-year-old San Francisco-based software engineer and lifelong devotee of the Epic Space Saga, came up with the idea to start his very own combat choreography school designed around the Jedi and the Sith weapons. There are a lot of really awesome costuming groups in the Bay Area, but there was no one that was doing reenactments of the lightsaber battles that you find in movies, which I find to be some of the most exciting parts of them. In a rec- So I went around and was actually looking for somebody who could possibly teach me how to do this sort of choreography. That little snippet is from an interview uh, in the in the Hero Complex magazine that was done by Alan. That somebody was Matthew Curdu, a fencing instructor and martial artist working nearby in Los Santos. Also a proclaimed fan of Star Wars, he trained blocks and the duo soon founded Golden Gate Knights. Two years later and the lightsaber school is still going strong and meets once a week averaging 25 would-be pad- padawans a session. No, to be honest, he must be loaded. Well, I don't know, he, he might not be, but... I mean, that's... If he's actually left... I don't know whether he's left his day job to run this school, but if he has, one, it's a bit sad. But on the other hand, it's also shown that you can... That he's very devoted to, to the Star Wars franchise, I guess. We have people who have their own lightsabers and really want to learn how to use them and look cool. Look cool, flourishing them around, Doc said. We have people who are into the film who want to learn how to do some choreography for their film projects. And we have just a lot of people who are interested in a fun weekend activity who want to come and do something interesting. The lightsaber is a very iconic element in Star Wars, he continued. It's a sword you see in all that in all sorts of stories and movies. It sort of represents this force of change. And there's a virtuous element to the lightsaber. It's made of light. And only those who keep to the 
who are keen to the force can wield it effectively. For Lasagulinus blocks points out another school known as Saber Guild for everyone else, he said. Here's, there's a handy series of instructional videos coordinated by Caradu for sale at sabercombat.com. And as with every link, I'll put that in the show notes if you're interested. Um, God, this has actually flown by. The last, actually, before we go on to the next article, the last article on the lot, um, I would just like to give an update, uh, for the, um, for the podcast in general. I will be doing it every Saturday or every Sunday now, because it'll be easier rather than me have to get home from school and do it, because I've got other stuff to do, I've obviously got homework and stuff to do for school, because I'm doing my GCSEs at the moment, and I don't want to fail them a lot. Be stuck working at McDonald's. Not that there's anything wrong with working at McDonald's, but that's like I really I don't like that job at all. I wouldn't want that job at all. You know, it's, it's got a certain reputation for it being sort of lower class, so to speak. I'm not trash talking McDonald's because I absolutely love McDonald's. Whoever invented McDonald's is amazing. Pray for flipping Ronald McDonald because he's some like saint. He is a the god other than Jamie Cullum. He's an amazing musician, Jamie Cullum. I want to meet him. If I don't, I will die. But there we go, right, I'm, I'm going on about life again, just like in every blooming episode, don't I? Always uh, crapping on about uh, blooming life. Never shut up, me. Right. And also, my podcast should soon be available in iTunes, at last. Because basically, I was with Podomatic, but obviously you only got 500 meg of storage for Podomatic on the free account, and I don't have the money to pay for it. So what I've actually been doing is uploading it to archive.org and putting the link in the uh, in the show notes for you to go and listen. But I set up a feed burner thingamabob and I put the feed burner feed into iTunes and believe it or not, it's actually working. So in iTunes, if I get approved, which I should do, I should get a notice like either about 11 tonight at the latest, no at the earliest, between tomorrow at around 4 o'clock at the latest. So I'll basically if you look for it, type in Gary's Gamer Podcast. It's not the one with the logo with the chain that says gamer on it. That is the official logo for Gary's Gamer Podcast. But I can't edit the edit the uh what's it? I can't edit the logo in iTunes. Basically just look for a picture with WordPress.com on it. That is where that that is my podcast and you should be able to listen to it. I'll test it out before I advertising because if it don't work I'm going to get loads of hate from loads of people complaining oh the podcast don't work the podcast don't work so we out so we out and I'll just probably just have some mental breakdown because they wouldn't leave me alone right now on to another article looks like the Xbox lot have finally got off their back got some bollocks and uh, started to react to the PlayStation 4 this is a bunch of tweets sent to both me and uh, some DMC Ryan, I think he's part of IGN. But basically, I put me and him question, question uh, saying, hold on, let it, uh, I can see. It says, What do you think of the PS4 reveal? Good? Bad? What does Microsoft need to do to impress you now? Are you buying a PS4? It's got so many, my, my email literally just got spammed. 
with loads of stuff. But this is all DMC Ryan's tweets because I couldn't find all the reaction tweets from my Twitter account. So right. So at the Willis three three said, "Can Microsoft even come close to Sony's PS4 debut?" I'm platform agnostic, but this is impressive. Uh, Gongs the Great t uh, 23 said, Won't decide on buying one until the price is announced. If Microsoft comes in at a lower price point and similar specs, then no. That basically means, then no, I won't be buying the PS4 or buy the uh, next Xbox, he said. At Gender Truckery said, On new IPs rather than sequel. That said, they shouldn't fear the similar names to help sell. Variety should be their focus. I've got no idea what this per that person was going on about, but you know. At Vic 7 said, Good, not great. Not sold on PS4. Spectating and sharing aspects are the only thing that floored me. Hope 720 has them too. Well, I'm not really bothered if they do, but I doubt they will, because as I said in episode 8, of this very podcast, the reactions, my basically my reaction the day after the conference, and as you remember, I stayed up quite late at night to actually watch this conference live, because I didn't know whether I'd be able to watch it on YouTube the day after. Thankfully I was on after. But go back, episode 8 of Gamers Gamer Podcast. Go, oh, I just knocked the mic, I do apologise. Go back and check that out, because uh, it's got my reaction and stuff on there. Uh, da, 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 da. Right, read that, right. At Let's Go, Arvin said, Loved it. Plenty of good to continue the pushing the industry to get better. That bit makes no sense, but I know what he's trying to say. Microsoft has to have everything the PS4 has and more. Which is very true, but they won't because uh, Sony have beaten Microsoft to the punch on this one, I'm sorry. For fuck's sake. They've even, I mean, Sony have even turned around and gone, Right. You don't have that exclusive anymore. You don't absolutely sell an exclusive anymore. We got it as well. That's how up yours. It's basically what they're saying. They're telling Microsoft to go and screw themselves by nicking all their exclusives and coming out to us. Not in so many words, obviously. Uh, at Gan Ganfit or whatever it is, I can't really see a lot. Uh, right now I would say yes, but I'm waiting to see what enable, and they better bring it, but they won't, obviously. At Texid Texilon said they need that live stream feature. I'm hardcore Xbox guy but I will still I will still be getting the PS4. Won't pay for a line on both systems though. Well actually, let's hope that they don't actually that Sony don't go that the rumours aren't true and Sony don't turn around and go, Oh yeah, the present you need to pay for PlayStation Network now. That'll be the biggest boot up the arse. That'll be the biggest kick in the balls going for me. Cause I've had PlayStation since the very beginning. I've had it since the blooming PS like, I played, I did have a PS1 for like three weeks. Then the PS2 came out, and it's quite close to Christmas, so I got the PS2. Got the first PS3 that came out, that broke, that's still in my brother. My old PS3 is still in my brother's room on top of their lockers. So, yeah. Got the first PS3 that came out, then I got the PS3 Slim, and I've still got that today. So, if they have to make, they have to make me pay for bloody uh, PlayStation Network. They can do one, basically, is what they can go and do, because I'm not paying for PlayStation Network. Because the fact that PlayStation Network is free is the only reason I've got a PS3, if I'm honest. Only reason I've got a PS3, obviously, until the PS4 comes out. Uh, 
Right, that is good. I'm gonna shut up and run it now because I'm only gonna be sitting here forever. Right. Oh my god. I can't stand this Twitter name. This is a really weird Twitter name. At WillyFresh992. Don't even ask. I'm getting this from the web from the RGM website, not mine. Right. Said Microsoft needs to do a lot to impress now. Credit where credit where credit is due, Sony. At Universal Guru said some interesting tidbits, neat games, great graphics. Microsoft needs to show some unique tech innovation and exclusives. At Steve Collard said PS4 event was mostly lacklustre and unfocused. Sharing social insight is exciting. I want Microsoft to focus more on gameplay evolution, which they probably will anyway. They won't really focus on like share so, uh, streaming and things like that, which is the the high one of the highest points for the PS4 for me. The fact that you might be able to stream live through YouTube or so, or like Facebook or wherever, wherever some video service thing. Um, uh, read that, read that right. At Metallica. Uh, at Metallica 20 said hugely impressed I'll wait until Microsoft reveal before deciding where, which I'll buy that'll be hard to beat though as a 360 owner so he obviously owns 360 at blag underscore x underscore Callant said Microsoft needs to bring games and original IP plus do something new with Xbox Live the PS4 event was good yes I'll buy a PS4 at Ronnie Amato said, Killzone 4 looked good. The graphics looked great. No, the graphics didn't look good, mate. They looked great. Absolutely amazing and outstanding. Xbox needs to come out strong. Yes, they do. At Heaven's Call said, It was incredible and Microsoft will have to make me scream with excitement to turn me away from buying a PS4. At Zero underscore Call 21 said, they didn't show us how the console looked. Ugh! I wonder why! They're gonna reveal it at PS4! No, not PS4. They're gonna reveal it at E3, you melt! Please don't know a lot about gaming, do you? They're not gonna flat out go, Oh, look, here's the PS4 and give you everything because otherwise they won't have anything to talk about when it comes to E3. And then Microsoft will come out with the Xbox 720 and, my, and Sony won't have anything to combat, combat them with, will they? Because they've revealed everything already. Stupid. Right. At Kranz Fabian said, this is the last tweet, it said, Microsoft better take notes because Sony did a great job, but I think I'm still sticking to the Xbox. Fair enough. I can't believe it. Xbox fans are for once not trash talk the blooming PlayStation. Hello flipping Lumia. Honestly. People these days. But they I'm glad they've given us credit because they better, because they know they they are screwed. They know for, they are screwed for life. Like, uh, unless Microsoft bring out a console that's from bloody Mars or something, which obviously isn't going to happen. But, you know. Right. Now on to what I've been playing. What I've been playing. I've been playing a bit of COD, mainly. Mainly Modern Warfare 3, after I reviewed it. Play through some of the other, play through some of the better campaign levels, because some of them are absolutely poo, absolutely shite. But... You can't really do a lot about that. If you know what I'm getting at. But, uh, yeah, I gave Modern Warfare 3, I think I gave it an 8 out of 10, saying there are still things that need to be improved, including the bloody campaign, the bloody campaign length. 
the length of the campaign is really short. It's like Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare, uh, COD 4, Modern Warfare, was a decent sized campaign. I didn't mind that. Um, but Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 are really short. I completed it in two days. Like, on, I done it on recruit difficulty. And I think I done it on hardened as well. And I completed it in two days. So, what could he do? You know what I mean? I need to sort it out because otherwise oh, it's not really worth buying the game in the first place, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, I've been playing Modern Warfare 3. I've been playing the Sleeping Dogs demo because I love going around there. The combat on that game is absolutely outstanding. I love the combat. If they introduced combat like that to GTA, that would completely revolutionise GTA uh, in general. Could you imagine if they done like, if you were like, actually some Chinese guy in GTA 5? And you like do kung fu and shit, you like break their arms and throw them on the floor and stuff. You don't like you don't even need to use a bloody weapon in sleeping dogs. You beat the bloody crap out of them until they die. It only takes a couple of minutes as well, which is possibly one of the best elements of the PS4. No, not on the PS4. For God's sake, I really hate women today. Of uh, sleeping dogs. I'm working on persuading my parents to actually let me buy the game. Uh, but it probably won't happen. But I'll let you know. Uh, basically, all I've been playing Modern Warfare 3 and the uh, and the uh, Sleeping Dogs demo, mixing with a bit of Fight Night Round 3. But that's about it. Uh, now a shout out to one of my Twitter followers who was great, was uh, nice enough to actually contact me. Let me just get his Twitter name up because. I can't remember what it is. Right, it's at Jorgin. I'll post a link to his Twitter account uh, or in the show notes. Go to garrettgamerpodcast.wordpress.com forward slash nine to get the show notes, of course. Uh, he listened to episode eight and he tweeted me saying, Poor guy, you sound so congested. And I did sound really bad. I sound bad today, but it's getting better. Uh, the PS4 sounds great. Streaming to YouTube seems amazing too. So thanks a lot, Jorgin. I hope you're listening and can hear the shout out. He's, he's basically a YouTuber and he does Minecraft and other games as well, but mainly Minecraft. And he and he does commentary as well for, for his gameplay, for his Let's Plays. And he's actually quite funny. One of the funniest American people I've ever even seen. So, Shulkin, you're a total legend, mate. I hope you're listening and let me know. Tweet me at, at GaryGamerPod and hashtag GaryGamerPodcast if you are listening. And I'll give you another shout out next week actually bothering to listen right so yeah right obviously I just told you if you need to if you on Twitter follow me at Gary's Gamer Pod um, and if you want to follow this is that's the podcast account Gary's Gamer Pod is the official podcast an official Twitter account for Gary's Gamer Podcast but if you want to follow me like my personal account it's get uh, at Gary R Cunningham or twitter.com for that Gary R Cunningham or twitter.com for that Gary Gamer Pod Gary R. Cunningham, I got a lot of my school friends on there as well. So, and I, I also promote my personal blog, gary-cunningham.blogspot.co.uk. Uh, basically, on that blog, I sit there and rant and rave about things I don't agree with in the news, like the horse meat scandal. I haven't written about the horse meat scandal yet, but I will get onto it eventually when I can be bothered. But yeah, check me out. I'll post a link to everything that I've mentioned in this podcast 
in the show notes, go to gamingpodcast.wordpress.com forward slash nine. And also, obviously, my podcast should be in iTunes, so give me a five star rating and give me a review as well. Positive and negative feedback, welcome, and I'll try and work on it. Right, we have reached the end of the podcast episode nine. See you next week, guys. Peace out and happy gaming.